Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Well, that's more like it, isn't it? Oilers, 5-0 shutout win, closing out their road trip over the Washington Capitals. Jason Strudwick standing by to break it all down. Welcome to Got Your Back. Y-E-G, brought to you by our great friends at Sherwood Buick GMC. Today and tomorrow had a great event going on. Their Black Friday sale, staff was all dressed up to the nines. So everybody could go in and take advantage of their $7,000 in discounts, finance cash, and trade-up bonus. Oh, look at the beautiful vehicles they have on the lot over at Sherwood Buick GMC. Visit Phil and the gang. Mention that Got Your Back sent you. You'll get great pricing, but you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or a used vehicle. So make sure you check out Sherwood Buick GMC. The website to check out is GMCPod. Dot com Coming to you from the Long Shot Studio here in Sherwood Park. Getting to another on location. Looking at the 30th potentially a little bit later on this month. So uh, keep an eye on our socials. We'll announce that. And hopefully you can come on out and join us at Long Shots for an on location podcast. As we check in with Jason Strudwick, buddy. Love the afternoon games, man. Love the afternoon games. Yeah, no, it's great. I think that... Um... Uh, the outcome was nice. <laughs> That's for sure. It makes it a little bit easier. I mean, listen, I I, I want the owners to do well. And I, 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 I enjoy watching hockey. I enjoy covering it. I, I mean, it's you, you know how hard these guys try. So when they're suffering, and whether it's the Oilers or any other team, when you're suffering and losing, I know that feeling. So really enjoyable to sit back. The kids were at school, um, you know, just watching the game and joining. It was great, Shocker. Great, great afternoon. Do you have that same empathy empathy for the Leafs when they're struggling? Like, do, does that does that include yeah, Leafs Nation. I I I love to see the Leafs fans suffer, but I have a lot of respect for those Leaf players. I I like a lot of the Leafs players. I think I I should be clear. I like the Leafs players, but I love seeing them lose. Like today, people the Leafs fans thought they're gonna roll into Chicago and just tap in, um, and it was a tough one, right? They no, they did get a point, but um, yeah, I love the Leafs fans. I love seeing them suffer. It just brings me so much joy. That's interesting. I've never seen a guy go toe to toe with an entire fan base like like you have. <laughs> like it's a whole fan base you're taking on. Yeah, that, you know what it is. I, I honestly think that the fans that know me or know what I'm about, they enjoy it because they know for the most part it's a it's kind of good natured. But I do love it when when they lose and and the guys from Overdrive on TSN Overdrive out there in Toronto. They have me on. They you know the words have been winning, so I haven't been on as much. But last year when both teams are winning, I just love going on there. I just it was brought me so much joy to chirp them we are uh live streaming on youtube and on twitter in our ask us anything segment a little later on zuby uh chris pop in here pal we gotta give you a little nod the goaltenders union is feeling pretty good today uh the shout out for Stuart skinner buddy it was you know what it was real solid calm perf- really calm like he's a- that's what that's your analysis calm, when he's, when, calm he's when he's at his best He's a calm guy. And let me tell you, I, I happen to be watching the the Caps feed of the game today. 
And they said the word shutout twice, about 10 seconds apart, right before Ovi scored the goal that was disallowed because it was whistled back on the draw. Oh, and really? I was, yeah, I was sitting there watching it. I said, I thought, you buggers, you guys are trying to get... They were, they were like good nature. There's, they, they were good, but <laughs> oh, I thought, awesome. you guys are trying to spoil this for him. I'm not kidding you. They said it twice leading up I to I don't that believe draw. in that stuff. I don't believe in that stuff at all. That <laughs> shadow talk, like, that's just... I risk it. Just, what's Why that risk good? it? Really? Oh, yeah. I, I I don't want to talk about it, but it's a shadow. You don't talk about it. We don't talk about yeah. it. It's like the name that you Do you don't think talk the broadcast about. shouldn't? Like, Gord Miller always says it. He's like, what we say up here does not matter. Gord Miller says it on broadcast and does not care. How much experience does he have calling games? True. <laughs> That's a good point by you. He's a newbie. He will learn. All right, Zuby, we'll check back in with you during Ask Us Anything. Just one other thing on that quickly. I'm sure Strads knows too. How often does it happen in football when they go, this guy hasn't missed an extra point in 75 tries. Yeah. Right. Bing, off right. the bar <laughs> every so time. True. Dinesh right. Rantsignam, sorry if I mis, uh, mispronounced that last name, says, Struddy, we need you back on Overdrive. So you have a legion of fans on Overdrive <laughs> that want you back there, Struds. Let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop, specializing in heavy-duty commercial truck and trailer per, uh, repair. They do performance tuning and parts sales as well. They have seven bays and a big dealer network their highly reviewed customer support team and professional diesel mechanics are ready to assist you with all of your needs. They know how to get the job done right. That it, uh, is Adrenaline Diesel. Check them out at AdrenalineDiesel.ca. A lot of things that have been going wrong went really well today, Struds. And I think it's important we note that the Washington Capitals did not play very well today, but the Oilers had a lot to do with that. Where do you want to start on an afternoon where... A lot of crap got straightened out, at least for one day here. Well, let's start with the two nothing lead, right? You you get the true nothing lead, and that seems to be the dreaded the dreaded number for the Oilers, especially on this road trip. What was it? Two two goal leads vanished, um, and they were able to get there and just kind of keep playing. I think that they did what they talked about, or they they'd wanted to do. Is it you know get up the two nothing lead? You don't have to get the third right away. Just keep playing, keep playing, and wear another team down and doing the right thing. And I thought for the most part. That that span right after it, um, they they for the most part kind of manage the puck and manage the game really well on a road trip, uh, uh, sorry, on a road game with a team that you know was maybe a little sleepy, but they're also kind of chasing the game, similar to what we've seen the owners do in previous occasions. Yeah, you felt like good things were maybe going to happen for them today when they you know they get a couple of greasy ones right in tight, you know, like right in the blue paint there, which we've talked a lot about the need to be there more often. It really earned that two nothing lead with that type of play. And then struds, there have been so many nights where this power play that wanted to be more timely, they said that. How can you improve a power play coming into this season? It's the best of all time. And they said, we want to be more timely. They haven't been at all this season. 0 for 11 uh, over a three-game stretch. They were really timely and shifted this game big time. This power play looked the way I remember it looking last yeah. year. Um, you know, we, we can talk about zone entries, but that's only part of it. Just the way that they managed the puck and handled the puck in the offensive zone. Uh, they were crisp, and they were moving the puck. It, how can I say this? So Take far this year, it feels, like, it feels like the power play this year. When the player gets it, he's trying to figure out where he wants to go with it. Tonight, it felt like before the puck arrived to the player, he knew where he was moving it. 
Yeah. And I can't tell you as a defender how hard that is when you are, you, you, you feel like you're not just a step behind. You might be two, three passes behind where these guys are going. So that's that quick puck move where they know where they're going. And you can do that um, when you're feeling confident, but you also do that when your passes are flat and and crisp and on the tape because now you don't have to look down and and, and readjust. So um, this, this looks like the group we saw last year. And man, did they need this power play to kind of get going because they not only do they score – uh, Shogger, they also they get they get energy out of this, and they carried into their five on five play. For the record, neither one of us is suggesting that Evan Bouchard is a player that the order should be moving. We have not. We no have way. chewed on him a lot on this podcast because, frankly, his defensive play has earned it so far this year. So yeah, but it's like we have this reputation for just always, you know, like we have some issue yeah. with Evan Bouchard. His play has deserved a lot of criticism this year. And so when he has a great game like he does today, I think it's important to note, like a lot of players turn themselves around today. But Evan Bouchard, for me, you talk about a guy that just looked like he knew where to go with it and was just playing on instinct and going well. And then that shot. This was a really good day for him. The puck shrinks when it leaves a stick. Like when he, when I believe when he shoots and passes it, the, the, the puck does shrink. Um, and, and, and that's so difficult to, to, to defend. Um, he had a really good game and, and when he's on his toes and, um, kind of defending with a little bit of more urgency, he, he's a much different player because you, you look at his game. He, he's not, um, the things we're looking at or we've criticized him on are very fixable, right? I played in the NHL yeah. for a long time doing what I'm telling him to do. And he's a better skater, probably smarter. Probably not as good looking, but he's, no, he's got more offensive skill. So he has all those things going for him. So these are the easy parts of the game that we're, we're we're talking and wanting him to address, amongst other players as well. But when he does that, he is a very dangerous player. And I, I thought, you know, there's even um, kind of the second period maybe on the power play where he carried the puck all the way up and he's looking for uh, Connor wasn't there. And I yep. think he dumped it off to either uh, Nuge or it might have been Leon. But either way, he's he's – processing the game okay i can't make that play where's my next guy boom and he go he went to his right i believe and they carried it in and they had full control that's what he does and unfortunately i think at times we take that for granted because he is so good when he's on how good and easy that looks we'll get to the set play in strutty's world you want to talk a little bit about that set power play move where they go yeah. to dry sidles backhand yeah. we saw them pointing Dryside will explain that post game, and we've got that clip for you coming up a little bit later on. So that'll be in Struddy's world. Struddy's going to deal with that set play on the power play. I want to talk about Stuart Skinner here. Um, we got to talk about him, and then we got to talk about the penalty kill. Those back to back glove saves in that one little sequence there, I really like that from Stuart Skinner. It was confident, he was all over it. He looked calm today, and he didn't look like he was scrambling to make saves. And uh, I. He needed this, man. Like 100%, he needed this. We'll go to the Weiss Johnson sound box. Here's Stuart Skinner on the afternoon. Huge props to the guys in front of me. Um, I will say on the PK, there are some huge blocks, uh, especially in the third period where we're up five rep and we could easily not be in the lane. Uh, so it takes a lot of guts for the guys to to get some block shots. Uh, that goes out to CC, Cooley, Vinny, Doc, all the guys. Um, so, yeah, it feels good. It's, uh, we, we played the right way all night. Yeah, and that transitions nicely into a discussion about the penalty kill. But Skinner, big night, and that PK, 5-4-5, five, five, Struddy. Yeah, that that to me is huge. They they have to get that going because when you're not scoring goals or your power play is not going, you have to be able to depend on your penalty kill to to um, make stops. And I, and I think 
they, they were making stops by the pressure they were putting on. It wasn't like Washington was throwing pucks away. I think they actually pressured uh, Washington quite a bit, and they were really kind of um, – they, they, they were thrown off by it, right? So they, they, Dollar's intensity and pressure was was knocking it down. I do think, though, like, I looked at the sheet. There weren't as many block shots as I thought there were. You know, in my mind, there are more block shots. I might call them, uh, you, the, the defenseman or whoever was shooting had to kind of change their shot. And I think that's as valuable as a as a block shot, right? Because now I thought the, the hit sheet was a little light on. I thought they were a little light on hits too. So maybe that's like a visiting building stats yeah, thing yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, the old Cal, Kyle Potterbuck used to play in Minnesota, and before after warm up was done, he'd have three hits already. It's like <laughs> what the hell's going on? How is that even possible? Like I mm-hmm. I hated that. I just and not that I was counting stats, but I'm like it's so annoying. Oh, he's got 600 hits this year. He's got such a warrior, and he is. But I'm telling you, he got a lot of free hits there. 12 but, hits uh, for the oil on the sheet here and blocks, uh, to your point. They only had nine block shots there, to your point. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, like because I think like Darnell maybe had two or three and CC two or three. Like, they're, they're, So, again, I, 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 it's it's dangerous to to take full value for something like that. I think that they did get in more shooting lanes and, and just cause disruption on the shot. And that's all you have to do. Just don't make it comfortable for those guys to shoot the puck uh, straight from the point. Let's get back to the Weiss-Johnson sound box. Of course, our good friends at Weiss-Johnson until December 1st receive a complimentary duct cleaning. When you buy a new furnace, it's an exclusive deal that allows you to not only upgrade your heating system, but also improve the air quality in your home. Visit WeissJohnson.com. Post-game, Leon Dreisaitl talking about the narrative that maybe... I don't know, players had given up or players didn't care. I haven't really heard a lot of people accusing this team of not caring. But when you listen to this answer, apparently Leon Dreisaitl has. We had a lot of guys in here that care a lot. Um, and I think sometimes that's a little misunderstood towards the outside, um, which which obviously is unfortunate. But, um, you know, we care a lot. We want to win in here. And um, has there been times or games where it hasn't gone our way as a leadership group? Yeah, of course. Uh, have we been at our best all year? Uh, absolutely not. But, um, you know, we a lot of pride in this room. And, um, you know, tonight was a good step. I mean, they're not going to get two up with a win, right? This was this was a brutal road trip, flat out. And I'm not going to be a negative Nelly, but if we step back and go big picture for a minute, it's good the players aren't over-celebrating here, Struds. This was a one-in-four or one-in-three road trip. It was a disaster but they salvage it and can feel better flying home tonight. Yeah, I mean, it, two and two would have been a lot better, obviously, and they had opportunities. That's the worst part, Those for, especially the first game. But it could have been a complete disaster if they'd gone 0 for 4. So they find a way to grab two points in, on, against a team that was arguably playing the best of the four. Maybe, you know, Florida's probably up there as well. But they were, they were playing, you know, they were playing a, a team that was very hot uh, after kind of a slow start. And what I like today is we saw some smiles, you know, yeah. finally we saw some smiles and I, and I, you know, a lot of older fans, well, they shouldn't be smiling. They're losing. I agree. But if you hate what you're doing and you hate the way you're playing and you hate all this stuff and angry, 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 like you're not creating any energy. So I really like that. There was some smiles, uh, you know, better body language on the bench. And I get it. You're winning five, nothing, even the, 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 the grumpiest, even Daryl Sutter might smile. Um, <laughs> but you know they 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 got a little bit, so I'm hoping this can be kind of a step in the right direction of getting some some positive energy for this group. Two and one for Drysaddle, four assists for McDavid, his first four point game of the season. I think Jack pointed out on the broadcast 
Uh, he had 22 three-point games last year, which is <laughs> nuts. Uh, and then Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets off the schneid a little bit to one, two, and three. He needs to continue putting up points, Nugent Hopkins, and making a difference. And then Skinner with 25 saves. The point I wanted to make there with those three is, I mean, those guys, Zach Hyman was good today too. Evander Kane had a nice one. It was the leaders very much reawakening today. I saw Mojo and Moxie in their hands and their playmaking struds that we haven't seen in a long time. Well, the, the big thing is I, I really like these lines. I've been advocating to have Connor Lee on a separate lines as well as Kane and Hyman. So say we saw that, right? It was Nuge with uh, Brown and uh, – sorry, Nuge with uh, Nuge Hyman and David and, and, and Hyman, yeah. Yeah, then, then you got uh, Brown, Hyman, or uh, McDavid and Kane, right? Kane, nope. You had uh, Kane, Drysaddle, and Brown, and you had Nugent, Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman. Really? That's what I had. Really? Let me tell. That's 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 what I got written down wrong. here. Oh, geez, you are right. I have it <laughs> written down. Wrong? I have it wrong. You got it written down. Whatever. Okay. Well, your own yeah, handwriting. That's weird. I, I looked. Okay, you're right. So you're right. I'll, I'll stand corrected. But Either way. Point being, he changed yeah. the lines. He separated but, them, yeah. which you have been saying yeah. for a while. Like it's time to do that. Yeah, and they, they needed to do that. So they had, yeah, so anyway, so yeah, so you're right. So my thing was um, they separated the two big guys, but they also separated Kane and Hyman. I don't think that Kane and Hyman yes, together. Yes, you did make that call. Good. Yeah. So I like that they separate those guys. What I wish I would have seen today is Connor Brown getting in the action, right? Everyone around in that top six was feeling it. They all, I believe they all had at least one point and, um, and some more, obviously up to four points. So he's the only guy I believe that didn't get a point. And he, he needs to get in, and this isn't because I'm saying it's a bad signing, but he needs to start getting points so he can start feeling like he's contributing. You're in that top six, everyone around you is getting points, and you're getting nothing. So uh, I recognize he's on the power play. But I, I like the way those lines are set up. I, I, I like McLeod and um, Fogel together. You know, Derek yeah. Ryan is there. I don't know where Holloway is in his return, but I'd like to see Holloway get back there. And then we can kind of see what was intended to be. And that's assuming that everyone kind of continues to progress. Brown is start. It gets his legs and starts, or has you know his hands maybe follow his legs and get some points, and then um, we got Yanmark and uh, Ryan and someone else in that fourth line. So, you know, you're, you're getting closer to maybe seeing what the team looks like when they're actually all functioning. Yeah. Uh, but they now have two games: Anaheim and Vegas. That they're gonna need all those guys doing that and more because uh, that's I, I believe, you know, maybe not the Ducks as much, but definitely Vegas is a tough out. Bob's your uncle says the orders improved in all the little areas where their detailing was blurry. Their gap management and timing was excellent. Strud, what did you notice from them tonight that allowed them to not give anything up? And, and we'll get to the sport logic stats in just a second here, but what did yeah. you see attention to detail wise from them? What I like from the D men is they were setting their gap properly early, you know, instead of backing off, um, because a lot of times you, yeah. when you're you when you're nervous when you're scared you back off back away and that's just human nature. The reality is you almost have to charge into that burning house and and be right up on that guy so he can't get his speed going and you kind of um, get your gap set sooner. So when you do that, it makes your life a lot easier. And now you move into a situation where your forwards are back checking harder because they see you standing up and everything just kind of works better. But what comes first, the gap? For the D or the back checking, I, I'm not sure. I, I believe it's the D standing up, um, but it, I thought it was a lot better, tighter and cleaner, mm -hmm. but more importantly, set early, Shogger. Uh, let's get to the inside the numbers, uh, courtesy our friends at Sport Logic. Zuby got the board together. 
Sport Logic and their advanced analytics. Give us a bit of a different look inside the numbers. How about that ozone time? 2736 to 1947. Wow. Slot shots on net 16-9. The order is pretty dominant. Odd man rushes 7-2. Oilers did a better job taking care of the puck and in particular taking care of it in the offensive zone, in the neutral zone. That's where offensive odd man rushes the other way are generated. They did a good job. And then scoring chances off the rush. Again, the Oilers have been a team that has been giving up far too much on this front and looking good here. 6-2, they end up winning the scoring chances off the rush battle. Taking a look at inside the numbers here, uh, courtesy Sport Logic. Uh, let's hear from the head coach, Chris Knobloch, on what he uh, liked from his team, I think in particular the start. I think the most important thing was our, our start. Um, I thought we had a good period in uh, Carolina, and I think we just carried that over. Um, you know, all four lines are all the defensemen. Uh, nothing too fancy, just keeping it a simple game and playing hard. How about the role your power play? Yeah, keeping it simple and playing hard. That's got to be refreshing for him to see his team play like that. I mean, that's – that's his first look at truly what this team can be capable of. Yeah, I'm glad Brownie's not here because um, I'm going to say something he'll disagree with. But simple does not mean unskilled. It means moving the puck up quickly, getting it up the ice, putting the pressure on the other team. The, the more time that the D-men spend going D to D in their own zen or D to D at the top of their circles on a regroup, the, the, it just your, your forwards are just swinging around. They're like, just give us the puck. Just give us the puck. The other team's like, oh, man, we got them. They've got nothing. You got, we're going to stay up. We're going to stay up. So moving that puck, transitioning it up the ice as quick as you can and getting to the other team's zone, it's really hard for them to score from their end uh, you know, on you. So I like that part of it. And simple does not mean unskilled. I think that you know the, the casual fan is like, oh, they want to play an unskilled game. No, you want to get that puck up. And I'll, you know, at the end of the game, I'm in the third, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes left. Bouchard gets the puck behind the net. McLeod calls for it. He zigs it up to McLeod. He takes it and drives it wide. I'd like to see him drive it a little bit harder to the net, but he drove it wide and get you in the think? zone. And, yeah. And so, uh, you know, he missed the net. Luckily, he hit the, the goalie's knob. But in that situation, that's a, a crisp, hard pass from Bouchard and just speed through the neutral zone. Boom. You're in the other team's end. You're out of, you're out of the danger area. Now you can play in their end and do the, the ground and pound that I think the orders are when they're really rolling, they can take extended shifts in the offensive zone. McLeod putting one off the old goalie's knob there for sure. Uh, he found himself with a puck on his stick in the slot and panicked because he yeah. hadn't been there all year and yeah. fired it three feet yeah. wide. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get to some of the McLeod questions and ask us anything. Zuby, you can take note of a few of those because some people are starting to ask about his play. Not that we want to be overly negative. Uh, one shot on that five missed shots today was good in the faceoff circle, though, 75%. So we'll deal with a little bit of that in our Ask Us Anything segment. Uh, Struddy's appearance on the podcast today is brought to you by our great friends over at Kinprint, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand, high-quality apparel with top-of-the-line brands, visit kinprint.ca. They can do embroidery. They can do a logo design. If you're a new company and you want to sort of start getting a feel for what your brand is, they can help you at that stage as well. So check them out at kinprint.ca. Very short break. When we come back, Strutty, you want to talk a little trade? I fired a few ideas out uh, the other day, uh, blew my Twitter feed up like crazy. Uh, but I still think they're in a zone where Ken Holland needs to be thinking about ways he can tweak this team. Um, should we talk a little trade when we come back? Is Stretty frozen? And oh, okay, to. you're frozen on my screen. I'm not sure why. Oh. I hear you, but you've got a pensive look on your face, and it is completely frozen. We'll try and fix that during the break. Uh, takeaways coming up next. 
Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. If you're looking for a night out on the town and want to make sure you and your fellow fun lovers arrive safe and in style, call Ahmed Enterprises. With their stretch limos and party buses, they can accommodate groups up to 22. Servicing Edmonton and area, Ahmed Enterprises provides luxurious, reliable, professional transportation. Whether it be weddings, parties, casino nights, game night at the arena, or any occasion, give them a call at 780-231-6018 or check them out online at ahmedenterprise.com. Mention Got Your Back sent you to get 10% off your luxury ride. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line Trackman simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. All right, Struddy's back in the flesh. Time for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Ride in style this winter. The snow is coming. Anytime now, it's coming. And when it does, you know where to get your sled and gear and your toys from Martin Motorsports. They got brands like Clem 509 to B and, of course, Skidoo. Their new 2024 lineup of winter gear is available now. If you use the code GOTYOURBACK at checkout on their online store, you get $20 off your next order from Martin Motorsports online store. Easy and convenient, and it ships right to your door. Happy to have the good people over at Martin Motorsports on as sponsors of our takeaway segment here today. Uh, Struds, we got into a, a big discussion the other night about Ken Holland and the need to do something. I did some additional reporting the next day. Um, what I reported was that my sense is their first round pick is not necessarily in play right now to find a fix for this situation. Pretty much everything else is outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? Second rounders, prospects, uh, you know, other draft picks, guys on their roster. I think Ken Holland is willing to deal, uh, but that first round pick they're going to be very, very careful with. Uh, was my reporting yesterday. So let's start there. What do you think about a cautious approach to fixing a problem they're having in the moment using that first round pick, given where they are in the standings and the danger, even if you lottery protect it? So you push it to next year? Are you sure it's going to be better next year? Well, when you, when you're, I believe he's a first rounder and you're trying to go all in, right? At the end of the year to fig, to finish what you feel is a spot you need. And, and I, and I believe they did that last year with Matias at home. That was like, we're going all in. Yeah. We know what we need to get. We're going to address the situation, get it all fixed. And it was a bit of a longer term situation with that home. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. They won today They're I believe they are 
are they eight spots out of the playoffs? Uh, the next wild card spot is Seattle. Two games in hand in Seattle. Now, there are other teams that will probably get some points and catch up, but they're eight points behind with two games at hand. With with whatever, 80, uh, 83, no, 63 games left. Um, so it's doable. Like this, the math yeah. is, it's doable. It's hard, but it's it's doable. So, you know, you, the lineup looked great today. And that's the way the team should look. That's how they should play. That's what we expect from them. Even with no moves, this is a playoff team. They just haven't shown that. So I I agree with the idea of not moving your first rounder. Um, but, you know, you, you probably want to tweak this group. Um, and then depend where do you, where and what do you want to tweak would be the next question. Right. So, um, this was the other part of my reporting, uh, yesterday. Um, so outside of the goalie and the D man, right. We all know that they could put their first round pick in play and Broberg or whoever, and go probably make some deal that just, I mean, GM see this Ken Holland coming a hundred miles away right now. So I'm sure he's got a desk full of bad deals that could maybe fill a hole for him, but are are going to be just grotesque in terms of assets. So setting aside the big goalie and the big defenseman deal, what are some other options? We talked about it the other night. So you identify elements that this team needs. I think they need some Stanley Cup pedigree. I think it hurts them that they don't have that in there, given they're a Stanley Cup hopeful, at least they were. So I think that could help them. I think more physical prowess, you know, somebody that can drop the mitts a little bit, someone who can be physical, someone who can drag some guys into the fight. Um, because there aren't enough guys in the lineup that, that think that way. You don't want a Vander Kane and Darnell Nurse having to do it. They're, they play too many minutes. And then I think someone who's positive in the dressing room, like someone who would you know would be a good integration into the room, positive, upbeat, lighthearted, and, you know, and, and can build good relationships. And so I floated the name Patrick Maroon. Now, I don't know if he's available, though there was an article uh, today, I believe, on The Athletic about how Minnesota's willing to deal on a bunch of different stuff. Um, but Patrick Maroon, to me, isn't a fix-all, but he definitely checks those three boxes, and that's why I floated that name out there. If I were the Oilers, I would absolutely be looking in to see if Patrick Maroon were available because, you know, he is all three of those things. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, so that was a guy I actually brought up in the summer. I thought that that's they should look towards the trade deadline to bring him in. Um so what does he bring? He brings a ton of energy to the to a group, right? He is big, a big mouth, um, and, and that's a compliment. That's not a bad thing. Um, he, he would shake this locker room up just the way he talks, and he has, you know, what is it, four trips in a row to Stanley Cup Finals. So he's been there and done it. Um, could you imagine a team with Maroon and Kane? I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, if you're a physical player on the other team, you'd be hearing from those guys all night long. So he's a guy that checks a lot of boxes. He doesn't have a, a – like blazing speed, but you know, he, he, I'll, I'll share this. So when I, when I you know, was at the Rangers, uh, they decided to sign a Russian instead of me the next year and uh, kind of fell apart. And I, my deal with another team fell apart. So I went to Europe, I go to Sweden, Switzerland on the way home. I get a call in the airport and they're like, Hey, you know what? Uh, it's my agent. The Rangers want to sign you for the rest of the year because they have so many injuries. Would you come back and play there? I'm like, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I flew, I was in Toronto. I flew all the way back. I'd flown from Milan to Toronto, got that call, flew all the way to Edmonton. The next morning, got on my back on the plane and flew all the way back to Atlanta with my Rangers gear. And the guys didn't know I was coming. They wanted to surprise the guys. And I went in there and like, not to be cocky, but it was like a shot in the arm of excitement for the team because I think everyone wanted me back previously. And I was so excited. I was flying around and I knew I couldn't play in the playoffs. And so I could, I played, I think there was 10 games or 11 games left. I think I played nine or 10 of them. 
And then uh, I was just around and they said, well, you stay for the playoffs and just practice with us. I'm like, let me get this straight. You want me to stay in New York and just hang out? Never going to have to play a game. I can go out every night and just practice. No fights. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you want to do. I'm like, that's exactly what I'll do. So I did it. And uh, we had the best time. And and so you bring Patty Maroon back into this room, I believe it'd be a shot of energy. I think he has a good relationship with a lot of players on the team. Um, so it makes a lot of sense right now. The cost, let's talk about the cost. I, I don't think we're dealing in a high draft pick here. And that's no disrespect to Pat at all. Because what was he moved from Tampa for? Wasn't it like a sixth or a fifth or something? I can't remember. But, I mean, he's got – I think he's got a couple of goals. Last, I'm just checking it again here quick just to see if there's anything since I suggested it. So he's got nine points in 17 games, 13 penalty minutes. He's got a couple of goals. But nine points in 17 games for a depth player, like that's that yeah. that's better than a lot of what the other depth guys are doing right now. It is, it is. So I, you know, you whatever that 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 cost is, I I you know you probably are going to make it happen. But again, we we've seen this in the Oilers and whether they're winning Stanley Cups in the 80s, um, you know, good teams the last little while. There's always that guy that just kind of get the team fired up. We saw at times with Zach Cassian. We've seen it at times with Clean Costin. We've seen it with Pat Maroon. We've seen it with Matty Hendricks, right? Those guys that just kind of, they light up a room when they go into it and, and just provide a little bit of energy and then a voice um, for, for, for the group. What about going back to the Detroit Red Wings and saying, okay, it's clearly not working for you. Clem Costin was good when he was an Oiler, right? His best hockey. Now, I believe there are two reasons why he didn't re-sign here, and I think it's like 50-50 as to which was more the which more was more the reason. I think it was money, number one, and 1B was I think he felt he wasn't used fairly, that he wasn't given enough ice time. I think his, the way that he was used, I think, was frustrating for him, and I think he was ready to leave. Well, Jay Woodcroft ain't here anymore. There's a new coach in town, and the team needs what he brought, he would be an alternate option to, to say a guy like Patty Maroon. If you can get the wings to eat half that salary, what do you have to give them in return? Then obviously you got to move some stuff around, but would a, a revisit with Clem Costin make any sense to you? Um, yeah. So I spoke about this after his, his, when his time was coming to the end of the orders, I said, he just started getting traction in the NHL on a team. And then, it's always dangerous to go somewhere else because you're not a surefire lockdown player. You're an NHLer, but you're not quite there yet. So, you know, I think that Clean so far he's gone over there. And I, you know, you take a look at his minutes, they're they're all sub 10 minutes, roughly, right? He's he's I, I guess he's averaging around nine, nine and change, whatever, somewhere in there. So not maybe a little bit higher than last year, but again, it's I've seen this. It's a with all due respect, you're a fringe player. So just going somewhere else, it's not automatically going to be better. And that's that's the risk, right? You're you're an unknown commodity on that team. So I always felt, and I said it at the time, it would be a risk for him to leave. Now, would I bring him back? Yes. But I'm not bringing him back at $2 million. That's, oh, 100%. No, that's no. You got to get Detroit to eat some of it, right? Yeah, and, and you're not paying for that. You're not paying for them to eat it. That is their signing. That's not your signing. Yeah. That's their signing, right? So you're they're taking him on, off their hands. Yep, that's fair. 100%. Good point man, by you, yep. That is not your signing. You use they you traded them uh there. Um and they signed with a two million dollar contract. Uh so yeah, I I I would put a call over there, but I'm very clear, like, hey, Stevie, listen, man, that's not our signing. 
He is a million dollar player. He is a million dollar player. Look what he's done for you guys. He's playing. He has very minimal minutes up there. He's got 15 games. What I think one a goal and assist or something like that's your signing. That's not our problem. That's your yeah. problem. And uh, and I'm sticking to my guns on that one because this is not one where you take him at all costs. You'll take him at whatever reduced price, but you are not taking him at the full bang because you wouldn't want to pay that before for him. Another guy that'd be so good for the Oilers. I know his name has been mentioned before, but Scott Lawton out of Philadelphia uh, would really help this team. He'd be a good fit yeah. too. Again, a bigger deal. You'd have to figure out how to make it work. And I just think those those loftier deals are, you know, like Gino Red asked me the question yesterday, what's realistic to expect from Ken Holland? And I yeah. think it's important to kind of acknowledge that you know there are not going to be many great deals that are handed to him right now, but – I still think, and Brownie and I had a great debate about this the other night, I still feel like doing something to try and move the needle in that room, providing one of those three, like whatever elements you think they need, yeah, you know, even just finding a player that adds one of those elements, I think would could make a difference for this group. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to float another name out there. It's sure. not quite, it doesn't, not a real physical player. Um, big though, hasn't won a Stanley Cup. Okay. Sean Monaghan. Montreal Canadiens, reasonable right. cap hit. This this is what I'm thinking. He allows you to maybe maneuver things around in a different way, right? Now you you know you probably couldn't keep all the three centimeters you have currently, right? Or sorry, all the four: Connor, Leon, McLeod, Nuge. and Nuge. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's off to a good start. It, it seems like he's kind of gotten over the the injury. He's had you know numerous injuries. We saw when he left Calgary and he got there last year. So that's a guy that I I would be interested in um, to kind of bolster that top nine uh, and most likely your third line center because that's an area that a lot of people want to address. I wonder if there's not an option there. Um, nine, uh, six goals, 13 points. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, you, you know, as a third line center or whatever, whatever position you want to put him in, he's not going to achieve less than Ryan McLeod has to this point. I would right. say. So, yeah, I, I, I think you need to think about reclamation projects and such a little bit, right? Over Overall, he has been a dramatically underwhelming player for the last number of seasons, right? Yeah. Talking about a guy that had multiple 30-goal seasons and then just felt basically just fell off a cliff. Um, so, yeah, I like it, man. Bring the ideas. Uh, if you have any ideas, send them to us, and uh, we'll get to them in our Ask Us Anything segment. But that was Takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. When we come back, our to-be-named segment still. Now, <laughs> there was a suggestion made on the stream last podcast, and Randine, my wife, who watches, uh, she works with me at Rev Media, and she watches all the pods, it slipped past us. But somebody threw in on the stream, taking a lap. I don't mind taking a lap. It's where you look around the league, you pick two points. What do you think? Taking a lap. Time to take a lap. Time to oh, take I love a lap. taking. My backscape. What do you think? I, I love taking. I think that's a great place to start. I think we all can agree the first word should be taken. A peak. <laughs> taking a peak? You like peak better than lap? Taking a peak? I do. I do. I do. Okay, let us know. Uh, Izubi, throw up a poll when you can. Taking a peak versus taking a lap.
Yeah, you get. How did it slip by you and Randine when I literally brought it, set it in the ask us anything? I brought up taking a lap. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, oh, I tune you out during that segment. <laughs> I know I, that's normally when I do some uh, TikToking and I do some other that stuff. That was the well, three man booth, so that is you do actually sit back and let me run that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a disaster. The numbers fall off a cliff. Uh, short break. When we come back, taking a peek, taking a look, taking a lap, sprinkling the infield. Lots more to come. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Time now for Taking a Lap. Taking a Peek. Brought to you, Strutty, by... Very proud to take a peek, obviously. uh, And we're proud to have Backscape be a part of it. The product is uh, taking the online world by storm right now. It is everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself. That's the key. By yourself with Backscape. The water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy and it's awesome. Visit Backscape.com, that's B-A-K-Scape.com and choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. And they had their biggest sale of the year, 30 to 50% 30 to 50% off right now. So check it out at Backscape.com. <laughs> the guy in the video throws me off every time. That's a big dude they picked for that video. Big guy. I know. He's I, a big, strong man in there. I shouldn't have worked out that morning. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a peek around uh, the league. Yeah, we'll start take with a the story. Take a lap around the league. <laughs> out of Minnesota. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury yes. um, wanted to uh, honor his uh, wife's heritage. Uh, she's Indigenous. And uh, she, he had a um, Cole Red Hawk Taylor was, uh, did a, a mask for him up to be worn. And a very cool-looking mask. The, those flowers were hand-painted. Uh, the NHL got wind of it, and they said they were going to find him if he was, wore it. Um, so uh, the flower said, "Well, I'm I'm just going to wear it anyways." And when the NHL found that out, there, and he was going to pay the fine, the Wild were threatened with a bigger, more significant fine. So in the end, he backed it down, and he was unable to wear it. So this was part of that policy of of the league trying to manage uh expressions of individualism when it comes to different different uh situations earlier in the year um i believe it was logan thompson out of vegas was going to wear a a, a a have a cancer ribbon on his mask and that was not allowed but two other goalies had been allowed to wear it so it's it's a lot of mixed messaging here i, I believe that goalies helmets should have been and should be kind of free reign you can 100%. do whatever you want I, I believe, quite honestly, I think the mistake that Fleury made, and unfortunately, was tweeting out 
that this was going to happen or, or, or letting it get out. Just wear the mask. Don't say anything. Then ask for forgiveness later. Completely agree. Like the NHL is bungling this file so yeah. badly. Now they went, you know, they, they overturned their decision on pride tape, which, okay, good. Right. They clearly botched that one and, and they fixed that. But this stuff is getting flat out stupid now. And this is dumb. Like this player should be allowed to do this. Players should be allowed to, I mean, at least in warm-up. Why would you not have it? Wear whatever you want in warm-up. Be an individual. Like let your let your flags fly, man. Like in like in warm-up. How can that be an issue? I I, I just I can't believe that the NHL has bungled this as badly as they have. And now the PR disaster that's going to be the NHL finding a player for trying to honor something such as indigenous history within his family on a night to celebrate that. It's crazy the path the NHL has gone down here, Struds. They're all twisted up and on the complete wrong side of this thing. They are. You know, you, you look at goalies, many times they have pictures of their families uh, or more, sorry, not their family, their, their kids, their children, uh, sometimes past goalies. Um, you know, so I think that it's, it's just, I, I think they really stepped in one here and I, I don't understand why. Um, and it's a mistake keeping up, uh, heading over to Chicago. Um, good young team, you know, exciting young team. I won't say good young, young, good young team. Uh, obviously they've got Bedard. They've got some other players, Lucas Reichel. Um, they're, they're, you know, now no Taylor Hall, but they won today in, uh, tr uh against Toronto, uh, today, 4-3 in overtime. And the game winner was scored by a West, Western Canadian product, Kevin Korczynski. This guy is a good young player. Um, I think that Oilers fans and the NHL are going to quickly figure out what this guy's all about. He played 23 minutes tonight. Uh, he's a young player um, and, and, and not a beautiful goal, but he was, he was in there. The last uh, goal is three on three. was he and Bedard out there. Mm -hmm. And um, another one of his the players just flying around and he gets towards the net. But this young guy, like you're starting to see the pieces here, right? You got Bedard. Uh, obviously I think he's maybe like Patrick Kane, like if you're going to try, not that he plays like him, but just kind of fits in that highlight reel. And then Krochinski, is he like Keith? Is he maybe like Seabrook? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe somewhere in the middle of those two guys, maybe I'd lean a little bit closer to Seabrook from what I've seen of him. Um, but they're, they're starting to drop some pieces in place here. Uh, but they, he is like, so keep that in mind. Kevin Krochinski, good young player, Shogger with, uh, the Hawks. Tough break for them with Taylor Hall being done here. Like Ooh. Taylor Hall was brought in to play next to Connor Bedard, a guy that understands the pressure of being a first overall pick. I mean, he'll be able to still be there and advise him and be a buddy and all those things. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's a big loss, hey? It's huge. It's huge. You know, you, you think you're going to have them, and they, and they weren't always playing together, but it's just another guy that's kind of been around there and has done it. And, you know, Taylor is, you know, he had a tough year. He hurt, got hurt early, came back and hurt again. I mean, out for the year now. Um, so yeah, big, big hurt for them. So now they're a very kind of top heavy line, like, or top, top heavy team. Like who, who else do they have right now? So pretty thin and, and, and Bedard is doing what he can and he's, he's doing great, but it's, it's going to be, you know, it's exciting, but I think it's going to get difficult here as the teams continue to kind of lock down and going to be, going to be heavy sledding for the, the Blackhawks here heading forward. Interesting to see the situation with Corey Perry as well. I know when he kind of went yeah. MIA there, a lot of people were thinking there was a trade coming to Edmonton. And um, yeah, a bit of, bit of an odd one there. But between Taylor Hall and Corey Perry suddenly not not in the mix, that, that really changes the dynamic there quite a bit. Well, what is that? 17, 1800 NHL games that are <laughs> out the door? Yeah. You know, like that's that's a lot. You know, you, you when you're a young player and you're looking around the room, it's like, 
Like Bedard doesn't know where the dressing room is in every dressing room or in every arena. He hasn't been in every arena, right? He's looking around like, uh, where do we go? And I remember that feeling you walk into, you have no idea which way is the ice? Where's the bathroom? Like all that stuff, right? And not that that's all the Taylor Hall does, but it makes a difference. All right. That was Two Point Convo brought to you <laughs> by our good friends. Still in the running. It's still in the running, Struddy. It is not uh, in the running. Brought to you by our great friends over at Backscape. All right. When we come back, Struddy's world. Well, that little set play that Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid uh, rekindled on the power play today. There's a bit of a history to that. We'll fill you in on those details, and Struddy's got an opinion on it coming up. Very short break. Stay with us. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports, offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey for all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Struddy. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll it's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. <laughs> Time for Strutty's World brought to you by Pathfind. In the world of business, just like in hockey, strategy matters, right? So consider this. When it's time to make tough decisions of employee layoffs, including Pathfind outplacement services for your transitioning employees, is like ensuring your team always has a solid defense. Help your employees make a seamless transition to their next career goal. Visit www.pathfind.ca to see how they can assist you in creating a winning game plan for both your company and for your valued employees. Struds, do you want to play the clip from Leon Dreisaitl right away, or do you yes. want to throw to it in Struddy's world? No, let's drop it. Drop it like it's hot. Okay, put, it, put some reference on it, though, because the players, like, Tell us about the goal and then the players and their pointing. So it, it, the Oilers scored a power play goal. And what it was, it was uh, Leon picked the puck up on his backhand from a pass from Connor. And he, he kind of stuck his butt out. Then he turns and fires the puck on net. It creates space. Um, and the, I guess over the last couple of days, they've been talking about who maybe created it. But it's merely after the goal was scored, Leon pointed to the bench. And everyone was wondering where it was and why he was pointing at the bench. Here's the explanation from Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Connor and I, we've, we've scored a couple goals like that before. And um, Brownie a couple days ago, um, you know, he dared to say that he invented the, the play in juniors, I guess. So um, <laughs> we've been... Uh, we've been dying to, to score one of those here and, um, you know, obviously it was great, great timing. And um, so yeah, kudos to, to Brownie for inventing it. That's like what you did with the Patrick Maroon thing today. You're like, that was my idea back I in, uh, I said in the summer. It was, and we have it on tape. That's actually on tape. We don't have Connor Brown to say he invented this, but I've got this on tape. Yeah. So it, it was, it's a good plan. I, we've seen Connor Leon do this before, um, but 
I'm not so worried about the 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 outcome of that was a goal. And it's important for the guys to get goals. They've been struggling a little bit in the power play. What I love about it is two things. One, the energy that brings a group. Everybody was smiling. Everyone is cheering. The guys are up on the bench. And imagine um, what that does to a group. That just sends great energy through everyone. The second thing, it gets Connor Brown involved. He feels like he was involved because everyone's looking at him saying, Brownie, that's your play. That was the play you called. Like, look at Brownie. So now he gets a little bit of, or more energy than other guys going through it. You've heard me talk about it many times, how important it is to create energy when you're in a, in a funk. And they've been in a complete funk. Well, this was a, a massive shot of energy in the arm, specifically to Connor Brown, but overall to the team as well. And every time they do that, they're going to be fired up, guys. This is a great turning point for this team. It's the most we've seen these guys smile all season. Power play goes three for four, and they were not messing about, like getting it done fast. Sure. They were ninja fast a couple of times. I really like that set play. You know, there's only specific times where it works and where it doesn't work, Struds. But what it's not as easy a play for dry sidle as one might think, to pick it up on the backhand and then pick that corner, the way he's got to shift his weight and move around, it's not that simple for him, is it? Well, well it's kind of scary because you're actually blind to what's in front of you. Right? Yeah. Because you're looking back. You're looking back. So, And it's pretty hard for a demon to really get a hard hit there. You could get a decent hit on him, but you're kind of standing still, so be more of a, a shove, right, more than a real hard hit. But you're blind. You're just looking over your shoulder, and you're blind. You get it. But it's going to find a little bit of pocket of quiet ice. And you catch it on your back, and then you turn and shoot it right away. So it's a great play. And if they don't do it the rest of the year, that's fine. But you know what? The other teams will be thinking about it. When he goes and sets up, they're like, what is he doing here? So it's just another layer for the other teams to kind of unravel. And that, we haven't seen enough of that. How often do we see earlier in the year just keep trying to feed Leon in that one spot? Yeah. And that's he's a killer from that spot. But move him around, score from different areas. So now they have to worry about other spots. And you get inside their head. So... A lot of value to that play today. Obviously, the power play is good, but a lot of value to that play, both for the power play, but I think more importantly, Shocker, to the energy of the, of the team as a whole. Yeah, I totally agree, and it's a great point. Was there something in Washington's penalty kill? Like, was it just me, or were they collapsing and playing that tight box and giving the orders lots of time and space with the puck? Did not feel like they brought much pressure. No, they didn't, but I, I'm guessing that's probably their plan. You know, um, yeah. who did I hear talking before the game? Someone said we, they're trying to just just got to limit this power play, right? And so by limiting it, not allowing them zip it through the, the box, right? Or your diamond or whatever, one, two, two, whatever you want, two, one, two, one, sorry. That's what I think they're really trying to just play tight. But the are moving around well. Then they got a couple lucky bounces. But hey, they haven't had a lot of lucky bounces on the power play this far this year. No question. All right, that was Strutty's World brought to you by our good friends over at Pathfind. Time now to get you involved on the stream, and we saved a little extra time for it today. We've been blitzing through the podcast, so it is brought to you by Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Rini's all about amazing service for her clients because buying a house is a big deal, right? So you need someone you know you can trust and who you know is working 24-7 to either sell your home or help you find a brand new one, call Rini at 780-994-0280. She's a massive Oiler fan, as you can tell from her uh, the graphic above Struddy's head there. Uh, she has been living and dying with the ups and downs of the Oiler season this year. Uh, give Rini Buclan a call. All right, Zuby. before you start, Zuby, on Ask Us Anything, 
We were asked a question, I believe, by Davin, who said, Ryan, would you like to clarify turning off your mentions? And I didn't know what he meant, Zuby, so I asked him to clarify. So I sent a tweet yesterday with a conversation between Gino Retta and I. We did like five or six minutes talking about the Edmonton Oilers uh, and trade speculation and trade talks and all that kind of stuff. And then I tweeted it. So I'm just taking a look here. Apparently, someone said I turned off my mentions when I tweeted that. So that was unintentional if I did that. I didn't mean to turn off my mentions in a tweet of that content whatsoever. I think what happened is the previous night, I did turn my mentions off for a statement that I wanted to make. That was in regards to the whole spec Tim Peel thing. Um, I felt strongly about that. I had an opinion about it, but I didn't want to engage in a big, long discussion. So I just said what I had to say, turn my mentions off. And then I think accidentally, maybe they remained off. So very seldom do I ever turn my mentions off. And if they were on that tweet with Gino and I, that was completely inadvertent. So apologies for that. Oh, all right then. All good. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear the results of the informal poll? Poll I wrote right in the yes. poll. This is non-binding. Only okay. between the two names of taking a lap and taking a peek. Uh, 31 votes in it is 61% for taking a lap, 38% Ooh, for, for taking oh, geez, a peek. Cats. I'm not sure, though, they, they, you know, they don't have the benefit of the, you know, little bit of background strats Gabe that he put sure. in the in nah. the chat. Um, it's outrageous. I mean, <laughs> when, when I described what it was supposed to be, Struddy making two points, uh, yeah, Ridley, Ridley Chen, Chen chimes yeah. in. <laughs> Ridley Chen chimes in and says, there it is. Struddy drops a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> Good, well done, Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Garrity, also, uh, you know, friend of the show here, wanted to make sure that he said taking a lap could be McLeod's nickname. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Low-hanging yeah. fruit. Low-hanging fruit. But, of course, we did have some uh, questions. Ryan, you you said you I, – I, I stopped. Uh, so, Michael Bruni asked, he says, question Rashog will like. Uh, what does McLeod do to deserve a spot in the lineup every day? He's not contributing much of anything. Um, I told him that's – trolling we're having a happy day but then you said no, no. bring them on so bring them on what's your Fair. what's your response to that struds why don't you start on mcleod because i think people know where i'll go but you're a lot more sort of common reasoned on yeah. this one so there's a lot of things i like about it. obviously skating ability he's good puck handler um i would like to see him play more in the between the dots rather than outside the dots and and i i, I mentioned an example earlier in the in the show where I think I want to say it was in the third period, but the puck was passed up from Bouchard up to uh, McLeod. He just speed right through the neutral zone, and then he gets it and he kind of stays outside and takes a backhand instead of driving the net. Now, there mm -hmm. might not have been a lot of opportunity to drive the net, but we've seen that too often. It's very difficult to score outside the dots. Um, you've got to get inside those dots to get chances. Even when you drive the net, even if you don't score, often there's chaos left behind you, and that means a juicy rebound for someone else to knock in. So that that willingness to drive the net hard and sacrifice yourself, like we see Connor McDavid do often, is what he's got to kind of get to. He's got to find that level. So that's, I believe, if he unlocks that, you can overlook maybe you know some of the the, the less um, he's he, less desirable things in his game, like the, the not wanting to be physical, but drive that. Use your speed, God. If I had speed like that, I'd drive the net all the time. So the Oilers have a third line center who's got twenty four shots on net. In 19 games. Yeah. 
The Oilers have a third-line center who isn't scoring, hasn't scored a goal yet. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say, okay, if you go dry, it happens. Although, what is it, like 39 or 40 games going back to the playoffs? Whatever. If you go dry, fine. What are you doing? If you're not scoring, if you're not contributing, what are you doing? So you got a guy that's got 15 hits, not making any reasonable effort to be physical at all. And I know it's not his game. What is his game, though? A speed perimeter game is the answer right now. And that's entirely not good enough. And it's been the same since he arrived. And there's been no reasonable improvement in it other than, for some reason, in the playoffs, he sometimes can figure it out. The Edmonton Oilers have zero chance of winning a Stanley Cup with Ryan McLeod as their core third center against the other team's big boys. Zero chance. This guy does not have the jam, the gamesmanship, the the spirit that's going to be required. If he can't show it through 19 games of desperate hockey from his team, it does not exist. He's had some spurts in the playoffs, and that's it. I like Ryan McLeod. He's got a great skill base. I think there's so much there. But if he's the answer at 3C for this team, it's the wrong answer. Well, we we spoke about in the offseason that, you know, he has to take another step. Bouchard has to take another step. Um, Holloway has to take another step, right? All these guys that we kind of outlined that need to take another step forward. And so far this year, we haven't seen really any of them take a step, right? Now, to mm-hmm. be fair, it's hard at times as a young player to lift your whole team up. But those three guys, I, I think Bouchard's coming around. Holloway's been injured, and, and we know what we know about McLeod. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I had my say. Okay. Um, a little bit of love for a couple of guys we haven't mentioned yet today. Maybe you guys have some thoughts on Dave says, Harnay was noticeably decent today. High praise. And um, Davin said, CeCe was dialed in. What did you guys think of either of them? Struts? Yeah, Cody is, you know, allegedly the strongest guy in the team, right? They talk about that coming out of the room. And today he showed it. He was throwing guys around. And I'd love to see more of that from Cody. Um, you know, we talk about McLeod stepping out of his comfort zone. I don't think Cody is naturally that way, but they like they need him they need him to do that and i think it was the third period where nurse tossed the guy and then cc went the other side and tossed the guy like that makes a difference it it, it just slows the other team down and, and gives them a pause before coming in their end so that was fine you know Vinny. um you know I, he was he was moving the puck quicker i think that you know capitals kind of maybe slowed down a little bit but the big challenge for the orders d as a whole is to get the puck up to the forwards as fast as you can the less time the puck is on darnay's stick the better for everybody. And that's not because I think he's a bad player. It's because you need to get the puck up as fast as you can to them. They're swinging through. They want that puck. Deliver the puck to them quickly. So I don't, you know, people get excited. Oh, the big man's carrying the puck. No, the big man shouldn't carry the puck. The big man should pass it up. Just like CeCe should pass it up. That's Kulak. Same thing. Move the puck up. Support. You don't lead the rush. Said it well. I don't need to chime in on that one, Zoobs. Okay. Um, Hockey Guy says, do you guys make any sense of Nurse's decision to still not wear a lid in warm-ups today? You guys have any thoughts on that? After, after Stubborn, taking... stubborn no. and ridiculous. Now, I think Gene did a report during the game that he said he'll probably wear one next game. 
But to go out there today just to prove a point that it wasn't as dumb as everybody thinks to wear no helmet in warm-ups, so much so I'm doing it again today after getting my face busted open, stubborn and dumb. And I don't understand it at all. How many NHL games are there a year? 1,300 or something? Is that what it is? Something like that. Rarely an instant. Rarely. And so he goes out there. And when you're a hockey player, you have to think you are bulletproof. 10 feet tall and bulletproof. So... I don't know. Probably doesn't want to wear a helmet. Don't wear the helmet. We're not the one with the broken nose, right? Just go and do your thing and keep wheeling around. I was, yeah, you, you know, Struds, your team needs you if you're Darnell Nurse. Your team needs you. And for something so ridiculous, like had that been a little bit worse, maybe he's unable to play in that game. What's the point of that? What have you proved? What's the, it makes no sense. And yeah. it's the league is, is, is getting rid of this and should be. I, like, I understand it. Fine. You don't have one and you're skating around. You're getting away with it 90% of your career. You just got your face busted open all over the place. Yeah. Your luck's run out. Put a helmet on. But nope, wheeling around like I'm still not going to wear a helmet today. Yeah. Black no eyes and everywhere. Come no on. problem. I've got no problem with it. Let, let's let's address guys that don't have uh, their their sleeves pulled down or guys that, you know, those are the issues I think that we How have. How about Leon through. taking the heel in the sternum today and then yeah. kind of reaching and checking like, man, yeah, oh, man, hey. Scary. Scary. Big time. Okay, we did uh, a little bit of trade speculation, a couple names that didn't come up. It sounds like we've kind of, you know, the Corey Perry thing is, has been put to bed, but Dave uh, mentioned that. And also he said, Peter Morazic, what do you make of that? Is there, uh, you know, some some ties back to Ken Holland? Is there anything there with Peter Morazic? Yeah, I mean, anytime that there's a goaltending situation happening anywhere, we're going to jump to conclusions and think that it's the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know... 904 save percentage here through 11 games, 3.24 goals against average. People were went berserk when I tweeted that don't be surprised to see Jack Campbell get another opportunity here. Let's see what happens. But he pitched a shutout the other day, and I think he's going to start again this weekend. And if he puts – what's the number, Struds? How many starts does Jack Campbell need to put together that are solid before you're like, ah, oh, give him another look? Especially – you know, like Pickard's been fine. Skinner has taken a step here. But if Pickard doesn't, you know, throw a really, really strong start out there, why not? I, I don't have a number. I have a time. I wouldn't bring him up till the new year. Wow. Really? It, it, it's, it, 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 you know, it, I, I, I joke about it. But, I mean, you go down, you just look at the AHL. It doesn't mean you're back to normal, right? Like, this is this is a deeply ingrained situation in Jack Campbell that he he is he is fighting the demons in his head when he's playing goal and, and demons are onward but he's he's fighting his own uh confidence battle in his head so one good game he had was it three or four bad ones before that in the American yeah. League yeah and listen I want this to work out like I'm I advocated for Jack Campbell last year when no one else was advocating for him saying you're gonna need him saying you're gonna need him but I believe I would leave him down there. I would not look at him till the new year. I, I honestly feel that way. I just he needs time to figure it out. Even and if honestly, he's playing well and Pickard yeah. is meh, middling. Yeah, I, what I want is I want him to be pissed when he comes back up, pissed off. Because mm-hmm. when you're pissed, that means you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just playing mad, and I think that's what you want from Jack Campbell. Well, Struddy, my sense is that's not the plan. My sense is. Uh, we could see him here if he puts a couple more decent starts together. So let's wait and see. All right, that was Ask Us Anything. 
Brought to you by the shark of the park, Rini Buclan. Final segment of the day. Oh, quick, quickly, two last things on the segment name. Uh, oh. Nick, Nick said, think I might head to the pint tonight to take a peek myself. So Nick, hey Nick kind of hey. gets it. Nick kind of gets you it. You get it. You get and, it. And one other thing, and this was good. I don't think anybody's mentioned this before. Uh, Talking Truth says, what about blazing through the league or blazing through the, through the loop, as he called it, with the nod to the... Uh, to the Kamloops Blazers, of course, for yeah, 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 yeah. we are Blaze an all Blazer this. alumni pod. Makes sense. Blazing through the loop. That's a little. That's through a little. Verbose. Maybe through the league. <laughs> My sense is that neither of those is going to make it into the final. <laughs> to the next. Going to make it to the next. <laughs> does that annoy you? No, My no. Sense? It's notable. Hey? It's notable that I didn't like either notable. one of those. <laughs> it's notable. All right. Time now for the gem of the day brought to you by our great friends over United at United Sport and Cycle. They got they might have the best animation in the podcast. Zuby, you outdid yourself there with the gem of the day. They're uh, shop their Black Friday sales for amazing deals on hockey gear, stick skates, bikes, accessories, and more. Check them online at unitedsport.ca. Friendly staff, super knowledgeable. The whole crew over at United Sport and Cycle. Uh, just an iconic store that's been around forever in this city, and we are so happy to have them on board as uh, one of the sponsors here on the podcast. Do we have a gem of the day? Stress? I got one in mind for you, but what, yeah. what are you thinking, man? You got something picked? Well, first off, just about United Cycle, I saw Barry and the gang. They play hockey after my son practices Thursday morning. Okay. I saw Barry in there. Barry's doing his stick up, and I, I got to go over there and find out what his stats because he was talking pretty big about his stats. So I'll have to really? check it out. Big um, talker. Now, as far as, as far as the gem of the day, there's no one I love calling more than my my own number because I say something so great on this podcast. But I'm calling your some, number too. Well, someone else nailed it, and I'm going with Nick because he's going to Pine tonight. To take a peek. Well done, Nick. I well great done, job. Nick. Gem of the day brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. You know the one I was going to point to? What's that? McLeod put it off the goalie's knob. <laughs> I mean, we didn't pause as long as we needed to. No. no. But another soundbite for the file, for the study file. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, one time on Gregor's show, I said, I said that the Ford beat off the D-man. <laughs> he beat off and the D-man? Off the, like getting off the wall. Yeah. Coming off the wall, he beat off the D-man. <laughs> and like as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh my God. And I could hear Connor just, just howling in the background. It was so funny. And it makes sense. He beat, you know, oh, anyways. Do you have any idea it's happening as it's happening? Like the minute you've said oh, it, know. what was the other one the other day about the balls in your mouth? Or like it was, you've had oh, a few doozies the already. The meatballs. There's no way, man. There's, I'll, I'll <laughs> never have another beatball in this mouth. It's, I'm done. I'm done. Love it. Great job on the pod today, Zuby. Strutty, you as well. Really want to thank everybody that joined us on the stream. We had a real solid showing today. It's a Friday afternoon. Maybe not the ideal time to do a live stream, but we have some faithful, faithful live streamers here on Got Your Back. So a huge thank you to those of you that join us. And we love interacting with you and getting all your comments in. Thanks to all of you that are listening to us in podcast form as well. Maybe it's Saturday morning and you're out walking the dog, taking a listen. Thanks to you. If you get a chance, head over to iTunes and leave us a review. We would love to know what you think of the podcast. We're going to drop another one Sunday night after the game. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will chat then. Cheers, everybody.